This is a family matter The casualties after the intergalactic battles This little child slept through If life is a story, then mine is a saga And we'll ride it long enough if they let you And we'll ride it long enough if they let you And we'll ride it long enough if they let you Welcome back to Brian K. Pod, the internet's only podcast about comic book author extraordinaire Brian K. Vaughn, which breaks down every single issue of his comic book series with artist extraordinaire Fiona Staples. Saga, that's a lot of words. It's also the only podcast that does all those things that is hosted by me, Spencer. And me, Logan. And uh, I may be finally getting into some sort of rhythm for even when I mess up the introduction. Like, I think I'm, I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> welcome to our podcast. If this is your first episode, it's a well, interesting time for you to join. That's cool. Uh, what we do is we break down every issue of Saga uh, one at a time, one episode at a time, um, going through the entire collection. This episode is about issue number 15. We will spoil everything up until this point. Logan has read far ahead of me. This is this is as much as I have read of Saga, so there's a little bit of perspective difference between the two of us. Um, but Logan tries not to spoil things um, that are too far ahead. Um, and then from there, we uh, also will talk about our favorite panel of the book or page uh, at the end of the episode. Um, and we sort of break it down. And between graphic novel breaks, we take a pause to stop talking about Saga. And we pick some sort of graphic novel collection of Brian K. Bonds to also talk about. So you can find episodes on Private Eye and Doctor Strange, The Oath, uh, and our, uh, I guess, library of episodes if you want to check those out. Um, so welcome if you're new and welcome back if you're returning. Have we decided what's going next? Are we doing the Batman or part, at least part of the Batman book? We know it's funny. We decided a while back and then I don't remember what we said. <laughs> Cause we, like talked we said about, it offline. Yeah. We talked about, um, the walking dead story. That's the one. Um, That's what we're going to do. Okay. Cause I already had it. We said we'd, we'd get the Batman book soon, but we've neither one of us had it. So we're going to do, uh, the walking dead book. Okay, cool. Good deal. Okay, so yes, for our next break, we'll do what is the Walking Dead book called, Logan? The Visitor? No, uh, oh, it's the something. Uh, it's, hold on, it's right next to me. Uh, where's the title? The Alien. The Alien. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so um, I've actually got that. It's on my bookshelf in the other room. So I, I picked that up on my last big in stock trade or i guess maybe my first big in stock trades order um i described everything that they had at the time from brian k vaughn and that was on the list so i've got that ready to read and we're just a few issues from it right yep crazy 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 okay so we've uh, read issue 15 um as we always do let's start with a cover or as i like to say my favorite cover of all time on saga <laughs> the romance novel cover it's incredible <laughs> It's great that this is your favorite cover. It's just so it's so fun and also so great. And it's like I I remember like the grocery store and like romance novel racks like you like this yep. looks just like that. But it's also Saga. There's just something like meta and funny and fun and like it's it's having a good time, right? Like it's just like it's something I just really think it's fun. And it's the two of them in this epic love story and it's like the novel that they're reading and it's and all it, these things. It's so like subtly tells you what's gonna happen happen in the issue. But like if it, it's portraying it so romantically, but then when you get to that point in the issue, like there's not a lot of real romance to when Buddy, that goes that's down. romance. <laughs> Okay. 
Not in the nope. romance novel kind of way. <laughs> that is true. That is true. There's no like um uh like those you know flowery words that they use in those right. books. <laughs> she's just like, "Hey, take your pants off." <laughs> I love it. I think she's praying. No, she's she's definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Um Okay, so 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 do you? I mean, so so you have commentary on my thoughts on the cover. What do you think of the cover? I think it's great. I think that there is a uh, alternate universe, since that's a popular thing now, where um, Fiona Staples it just makes a living as a romance novel cover artist. <laughs> um, you know, it would, wouldn't be a terrible world with more of her art on the front of books. Oh no, not at all. Um, who is uh, who is the Peach Momoko is is the, uh-huh. the anime uh, kind of inspired artist that everybody goes gaga over, and you know, yeah. I, I it's fine, but like if Fiona Staples was doing these like one in one hundred variant cover blah 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 whatever, I would be shelling out money for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, so a romance story. Uh, of the novel is is actually not the the focus of the of the uh, issue. Excuse me, the romance on the cover is not the focus of the issue. We start off with what is not a flashback, but more of our um, our tabloid reporter and photographer uh, investigation into Marco and Alana. And at first, it took me a second to realize until honestly until they said it, and I went back and looked further um, that this was a lady robot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, re- and then I look back. I'm like, oh yeah, of course it's a lady robot. But at first, I didn't. It didn't pick up on it. Um, and they call her. Um, they say something, Countess. They, the Countess robot, the the tenth. And I was like, wait, Countess, that's a lady. And then I realized it's 100 percent a lady. I'm just a moron. Um, but she has killed some creature that's huge and awesome. And uh, and she's being interviewed. And she was in charge of Alana back in the day. Um, what do you think about our opening this time around? I, I love this. I, I, I've said before, I love these two characters, but I also love seeing another of the uh, the robots um, in their uh, element, I guess you might say. Uh, they're, they're such assholes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I've been re-watching Ted Lasso, like, ad nauseum, and <laughs> all I think about is just Roy Kent and what an asshole he is. <laughs> Yeah. It's like all the robots played by Roy Kent. No, yeah, I totally agree. And there's the such because he is the way he is because he knows he is a better soccer player or was at one point a better soccer player than everyone else on the field. Like he is entitled and she knows that she is richer than and all these things more powerful than all the other people around her. And uh, and they they all feel that way and know that I guess that's honestly how uh, royalty works, right? I mean, yeah, but this is such a weird royal concept. Like, it's royalty, but they're they're leading the charge. You know, whether whether we think what they're doing is right or wrong, they're they're out. I mean, so a few pages in, one of the uh, she calls them newsboys gets shot, and I mean, she's out there. Like, she she could be shot. Yeah, like she's not taking any, you know, she's not sending people into battle. She's out there fighting. Like right. it's it's 
a pretty crazy unique idea of royalty that you know we don't we don't see in this world royal royals go to war and then get get a job like uh you know uh translating code or you know something that keeps them safe so. right no that makes sense to me i like that i like that thought on it and um so what we find out about alana is essentially like she was not liked because she wasn't uh death hungry like she didn't want to like kill people like without thinking about it um but she was still good at her job um she just not good enough because she wasn't bloodthirsty enough um it's sort of my takeaway about who alana was um as a soldier did you get a different perspective on her no i i mean i think that's that's accurate knowing a few uh like straight up just soldiers uh which i'm sure you did too living in columbus um oh yeah good soldiers are people that don't question what you're asking them to do and so the fact that she questions makes her a bad soldier and not liked among her uh maybe not her peers but not liked by her uh superiors for sure yeah totally and so um so we know she blew up a bridge with some civilians on it that's something she has done in her past makes her a little less heroic a little more complicated just i love how every issue layers on some complication to our understanding of, of most of the people we're we're reading about um, um i do like how so so our 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 oh gosh i almost said pi they're not pi they're not private investigators our tabloid guys are um doing the invest talking to to this uh countess and um one of them gets shot um upshur is his name upshur and doff like that's such a great <laughs> I, I don't know. I just love Upshur and Doff. Uh, it sounds something... a little pretentious and proper, but they're tabloid guys. Right. Know? It's very funny. Uh, sounds like something from a movie, a, like a black and white British film from like the mid 30s or something. Uh huh. Um, so Upshur is shot in the shoulder and goes down, um, and of course says, "Keep taking pictures. This is awards bait." I love that. <laughs> um, and uh, and that this is probably going to be one of the biggest stories of our. And we know he's going to say career or lives or whatever. And uh, the the countess has called in an order, and they blew up the entire high rise condominium that one sniper was shooting at them from. And as it's a great panel with the the building exploding and sort of the fallout. Uh, mushrooming out um and uh and then also I, I do like how the countess says taking pot shots at newsboys madness bloody madness um it's not madness that she blew up a whole condo probably with people right. living in it <laughs> the madness is one person shooting at her hitting a news person who's also yeah. a tabloid person <laughs> i was gonna say i love that she thinks that they were shooting at the newsboys <laughs> like a hundred percent it was a bad sniper trying to shoot her <laughs> so funny um so okay so we we met countess another in the in the huge library of characters we're meeting and potentially won't meet again that's the thing i like about it and is if we do it'll probably be in some natural way um and and um one thing I did want to note too, because we mentioned like she's out there on the ground, is she also sort of hates the eye, like that she's 
clearly eye-rolly about um, Prince Robot's uh, soon-to-be child. Um, like, like, oh, I don't want to talk about it if that's what you want to talk about. So I do wonder if there's some level of, like, some royals are like, oh, I'm going to sit at home and eat whatever robots eat. Um, and others are like, no, let's go out and kill the kill the people. Um, I like kind of there's this just sort of, again, she's a little more complicated than I'm just a war crazy person or I'm just like, she doesn't even want to hear about the family drama. You know? Yeah. yeah. Just a little detail I like. Yeah, she's definitely my favorite of the robots. I know we've only met like three or four of them, but she's my favorite by far. <laughs> okay. That exciting potential for more of her in the future then is what I just heard. Um, <laughs> uh, cool. Not necessarily. <laughs> okay. I just like this one part. <laughs> okay. Um, so then we cut back to Quietus. Um, and I do like how uh, the Hazel's narration is, I don't know how many people my mother killed um, before she was born. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Uh, little little seed being planted there for the future, especially as we get into a conversation between um uh, Alana and Marco's mom about uh, kind of being tough. Um, and so she's doing laundry. Um, I do like how the Isabel's like boss, but it's very much like boo, right? It's like a ghost coming yeah. from the wall going boo. <laughs> Scares her. So good. Um, but she interrupts her to tell her something. Marco's laughing. What's up with Marco? So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's. Um... I guess that's important, you know, because this dude's been dealing with so much grief and, you know, the fact that he seems to have broken through. And then, I mean, you can see it on the next panel, not just him laughing, but he's shaved. Um, that mm -hmm. That's definitely Which a we sign. We talked about, we, I wasn't sure in the shadows if he had really shaved or not. Yeah. Um, and his, his, him, his mom and uh, Oswald are playing a board game that, I, I'm curious if you would like to try to pronounce that. <laughs> I'm going to go nun tuj nun. Okay. So I nun for sure, but then tuj 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 nun tuj jun. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. It's such a, I mean, good for them for not being on the nose. Um, I also want to know the rules of this board game because... Like, apparently there's a win-loser-draw type thing, but there's also mm -hmm. a... It feels like uh, the the Festivus rules. Like, you know, yeah. there's, there's a poll and, like, airing of grievances and, like, there's a physical confrontation element to it. Um, we wrestle. <laughs> there's a mental component, like like a psych-out component or something. Like it, it's such Which I totally so feel weird. like I have... So so let's so uh, we see that that Marco's mom is very very bad at charades or uh, uh well, what's it called um is it well it's not charades what's it called um where you draw the page a Pictionary yeah a Pictionary she's very very I love the is it a tropical storm so funny um and, and so and I I think that's very funny and makes sense why Marco is laughing um and um. So they're playing this game, but the key to it and the key to some of the joy I, I like is that my father was obsessed with this game is what Marco says. Um, and he hasn't played it since he was a kid. So it's a way, you know, sort of like if um, we talk about, I, and I hate to bring him up 
every time but it's just such a mutual touch point for both of us but like if we talk about your brother and something funny some conversation we had something i don't know x-men the animated series comes up at any point in my life but especially if we talk about it and it brings me joy because i think about him talking about it you know yeah and, and i think there's some level of like you're touching upon something that was this memory with her with his dad and and his dad really loved it and they're also having a good time in this moment and it makes it because the dad is in some way like a part of it, it makes it okay to smile. It makes it okay to laugh. And I really like that this is, it's not that they're doing something that's totally fun and that's just so fun it breaks Marco's grief, right? It's that it touches upon his dad and that experience of in their relationship and the memories and the good stuff. And that's what helps soften his grief. I really like that because I think we see in a lot of media where it's like a puppy makes you happy again or something like like this tangential like like totally not related and not something connected to whatever you're grieving just heals your grief and that's that's false and and i like this idea that the thing that kind of helps him in this moment kind of come back to his family and to reality is something connected to his dad i think it's just a really cool story detail um really well handled way to bring him out from the shadows yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it, is it weird that my favorite thing in all of this is the hops sign with the rocket ship? No, but it's a good detail. <laughs> I, I, every time I look at that page, I'm just drawn to that sign. Like, well, the coloring's so good because they've got they've mastered some sort of neon coloring right in there. Yeah, um, and so like it's almost if really I turn good. the light off, it's almost like it would just pop off the page. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but I, I, I also like love the idea of like, yeah, hops, like, you know, the drink, but also it's a rocket ship. So, you know, hops, like, right. I don't know. It's very kind of punny and I love yeah. shit like that. <laughs> no, no, that's, I like all that too. And so, so Alana comes into the game. She's like, what's going on? And she's gonna, I like how she says it sounds fun. Like that sounds like me with a me certain board games and things. Um, and um, and so she's I guess she's going to be in and then uh, what's she finds the objective? That's so good. When she's what's the objective? <laughs> she's like to, to win. win. <laughs> so good. Um, and so then, the, of course, the next we wrestle punchline. It's again one of those punchline end of the the moment in the storytelling that that Vaughn is really. It's becoming. I'm so curious to read more Vaughn and reread Vaughn and see if other books are this punchline heavy because this book literally changes its um its uh, the scene settings with either some sort of cliffhanger or a punchline. If it's not a cliffhanger, it's a punchline almost every time. Yeah. Um, so it, it's very. TV ish. Yes. Like, it's written like a TV show. Like th those transitions are always so, so good. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, and so next we wrestle and then we cut to uh, the will and, and Sophie and, and Gwendolyn and they're there. I love that the claims people are there. The, the repair people are there. Um, I like that. It's a little kind of Fox Fox, right? That's a Fox guy. Like a Fox yeah, person. This is my favorite. I, I, well, I, I probably say that a lot, but I, he is one of my favorite, like, throwaway design characters. I said that about the weasel, too, but I just like the idea of the weasel being the informant. But yeah, this dude with his little, his little cap and his suit, like, he's a repairman. He's wearing, like, this, this suit and tie, and, you know, he's well, got, like, a thing. little belly on him. <laughs> 
So it's he's great. not actually the repairman because the repairman's his buddy. He's okay, he's yeah. the claims adjuster, and the yeah. claims adjuster is a fox. I kind of like that. Like I something about that's like, yeah, he's a little sneaky, a little you know, going to do things his own way. Like a, like it'd be a little, but he's also kind of pudgy because that's what a claims adjuster might be. And like it's just very like. So no offense out there. I've worked I've worked in claims, so like sorry if I've offended you by calling you potentially pudgy. But we sit at a desk and talk to people about things and like. This all makes sense to me. But he gets to make those house calls. My grandfather was this guy. He, I don't know if you know this. You don't know much about him, but he was a um, a, a claims adjuster, an auto claims adjuster for years and would have to go out to the scene of a wreck and that sort of thing. And honestly, like, kind of kind of looks like this guy in his own way. And he was definitely a fox of a, of a different brand. <laughs> Delusia? No, no. Um, um and so uh, anyway i just i i really like him um and essentially um the, the i think the big key thing is besides like okay they're getting the ship fixed and they're going to be able to leave soon um is that sophie offers our mr adjuster a meat skewer um and then we we cut to um it's a little bit more of the stock showing up and trying to like i do love the daddy joke where she quotes the daddy thing um and um but she is uh talking to her uh or talking to the will and and it's all getting a little strange with the will and and um and then and then the adjusters are leaving and sophie has walked off uh somewhere and and i did have this moment i don't know if you did the first time you read it or this time if you didn't recall it but i did have this moment where i went did the claims just or kidnap sophie yeah like yeah. definitely like what's going on there she's disappeared they're leaving why would you let them leave if you don't know where sophie is like as a parent i would never i would be like you cable repairman are not leaving until i find my child yep <laughs> like nope you sit right here i'm gonna go find my kid once i find my kid then i'll sign whatever i have to sign and you're free to go so instead he's just like fuck off and then like tells Gwendolyn that like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish what I started, you know, because that's been their whole argument is he right. wants to stay in this this perfect paradise with his ghost girlfriend, um, and she's like, no, no, come on, dude, let's go fuck these people up, <laughs> right? Um, and so the so the Gwendolyn and Lion Cow go off into the woods to look for Sophie, um, and the repair people fly off, and and the Will is is left with the ship to let the the thermometer cool, I guess, from the welding, um, so that it all will stay together. Um, and we get back to the arm wrestling. I do love that Alana wins, which is funny. My favorite is um, really you don't throw the match for to your wounded mother-in-law, and then Alana's response: My recently widowed wounded mother-in-law, mine. <laughs> you but of course she's impressed um and so um i I really like that whole interaction they're bonding um and um so it turns into this argument of like you don't you're going to become weak because you're doing motherly things you should get a job um and it's this whole back and forth of like you two need to be able to support your family but here's the thing okay it's this whole debate and it freaks them out and it makes alana and marco go outside to talk about it and we'll get there but i do love that this conversation starts right after we find out that the next round is the psych out round and i know that this is not a game Okay, but I think that is a great joke that the next round is the psych out round and essentially Marco's mom and and Oswald begin to psych them out about how are you going to live your life? (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's a great joke and it's clearly not the the game, I don't think, but it is definitely playing off that fact and, and it's very funny to me. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's Vaughn doing Vaughn's thing, like uh, that those subtle little little ways of working actual story into something that's also kind of just funny, you know, un- yeah. unique coincidences. So. And so, um, so th- th- it's really just like it. I get the stress, and I, I can think about it like you know. They did want to not. They basically didn't want to do war, but you're getting more perspective of like we're not going to do life as we're supposed to. We're going to do. We're going to just hang out. And I like how Oswald's like that's not what the book was really like. That's not like you took that from it. Um, and so it's definitely an anti-war book, but that doesn't mean it's like an anti-life book. So you, know? you went to college. I didn't go to college. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I, I'm aware of a few of these people. I'm sure you met plenty in college. The people who um take something that that is super meaningful and turn it into this uh statement on life of of how it's supposed to like you're just supposed to just exist or be or chill or vibe or whatever dumb shit term they come up with um and and not do anything like really fulfilling do you want to know my favorite example of this kind of person yes Okay. Have you ever seen? Um, you've heard of the band Tool? I'm assuming everyone's at least heard their name. Yes. Um, have you ever seen their album covers, like the art? Yes. Them? So I knew someone who, lovely human being, if by some chance they ever, they're the type who probably, if they ever found out I did this, would listen. So just in case, um, lovely human being, wonderful person, no issues with this person, but it still remains very humorous to me. They spent a lot of time in those college years obsessing over the style of the art on the Tool albums and that the secrets to how to live life in the universe were in that style of art and they had it all over their doors like they did like this patterning all over their doors they did art notebooks full of it it was everywhere i I don't know what the end goal was but it was very deep and meaningful (laughs) to them (laughs) yeah that's just so bizarre to me but everyone everyone has some kind of version of this but there are those people who just take it to the 10th degree yeah 10th degree and and then you have like the people who uh, I, I love slash hate the people who run around with the Che Guevara shirts on. And yeah. I'm just like, like, you know, like at some point that became not OK. <laughs> like, do you finish the story? Like, I don't think no. you're taking away what you're supposed to take away from that. I definitely think like you know what you know about that, but I don't think you know about that. If that makes sense, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, I love Oswald just being like, "That's what you took away from my book." So it's great. So we get to after, so after this, you know, the the um, Clara and Oswald, they or Claire and Oswald, they, you know, none touch none, and there's a big blue flame. And I seriously would like a whole like little breakdown of how this game works. Um, Especially the psych out level, unless this was them actually winning at the end, like one of them winning. Like, I just I'm curious um, who psyched out who the most. Um, But we get to what's becoming my favorite plot line now that I didn't realize was a plot line. Um, And uh, we've got Sophie going through the woods and seeing her mom. And I definitely had a moment. 
where I thought, oh man, someone in disguise from the planet that she that they have rescued her from, this is who this is. Um, that's not what's going on. Um, and something else and more more sinister is going on. Um, but this is the beginning of that plot line um, for a page. Do you have any thoughts on that besides this is the beginning of that? Um, I I think it's uh it's really really great that we saw um the way he lays it out um not to i won't jump ahead but like you can see when you look at sophie's face you can see that she's been eating something Mm -hmm. like because there is i I mean it's it's her lips are stained like there's stuff that's spilled on her like well you have a kid you know how they eat (laughs) yes and and one thing too uh, going back a few pages when we first see um, the stalk appear again. Um, the panel prior to her speaking to the will is uh, Sophie offering the food to the fox guy. Um, so nice little subtle hints to what's coming. And I really like looking back and that's super cool. I really like this, what's happening here. Because um, I really, anyway, we'll get there. We're not there yet, but we'll yeah, get there. Yeah, it, so, it's great. Go. Um, so getting back to, to Quietus for a moment, uh, we get a scene that we've already alluded to. This is both this is very funny um but but i do love uh, alana sitting on this rock in the lighthouse behind her and she's definitely pondering all these issues and the debate is going to be um uh you know how do we do this normal thing while we do this abnormal thing um the normal thing called life while we do it on the run as fugitives but alana has a way of uh trying to avoid the conversation you want to talk about that a little bit (laughs) not really um (laughs) I've never, I've never been in this specific scenario, like even remotely in my life. So (laughs) I'm, I'm wondering where I would like to know where it comes from. It's, but it's not a question that I would be comfortable asking any person that I don't know, or really any person at all, you know, (laughs) like, has this happened to you? Someone tried to get out of an argument with you by just like trying to have sex with you? <laughs> like, okay. Well, I think my favorite thing in that, so so yes, she initiates and then he goes, do you remember chapter 15? And then <laughs> the next panel is her like cross arm and sullen, I'll never understand guys. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Such a good like moment in line because he's trying to, he cares about her and he's thoughtful and it's not just about. Um, I was the, Marco like totally in the scenario i'd be like no we're gonna have the conversation um and so uh so yeah so they they basically they that the idea is that there are two kinds of people in the world consumers and destroyers this is from the book that oswald wrote um and and that mark was trying to bring up to her this line and she says we used to have creators and but they all ran away and so I think that part of like the journey, like what Mark was trying to do is say like part of our journey and part of us being brave is like not running away, right? Um, and we've got to figure out how to create a new way to do this thing um, and to take care of things um, and um, that they're good teammates and they can they can figure this out uh, together. And I do like how Alana says, but this doesn't change my wedding vows. I'm never doing dishes. Um, that's, that's very good. Um, and, uh, and then he's, I, I also like doing dishes. <laughs> so I'm Marco. 
Perfect. Um, and so, uh, and then she thinks that's very enticing, um, which we find out just how enticing a moment later in one of the great jokes of the series so far, um, where Oswald and Clara are looking out over them, um, saying they have a good point and they're fugitives. Um, how would they ever be seen in public? Now, this is my, the most tantalizing line of the issue for me is, um, Never fear, the wings and horns don't have their claws in every industry. And Oswald is a thoughtful enough person not to be like bounty hunting or whatever, like, or I don't know about bounty hunting, but like something like, um, terrible like some terrible like some mind working like like he's obviously he's got some idea of something they could do and be okay um so i'm like what in the world don't they touch they seem to touch everything in, in this galaxy um so that's very tantalizing to me um and so she he's got some ideas and then i love the the panel and clara's leaning out the window looking what are they getting up to now is alana praying no no she most certainly is not <laughs> So funny. <laughs> oh man. Um, any thoughts on this joke or his line? Um, yeah, I can't really elaborate. Okay. You know the answer probably. Yeah, I do. So, okay. um, uh, yeah, I love this whole scene. Um, actually my favorite thing is, uh, Marco quoting the book, like that, mm-hmm. I, that's such a great, but, and it's so relevant to just, this are like our world like all, we're just we consume and destroy that that's almost all we do now you know yeah and uh, the what we do create don't me wrong i love the pop shit i, I love marvel i love star wars but it, it is very you know uh consumer friendly there's not if you're not willing to put the thought into it there's not a lot there you know, you can unpack some stuff, but it's also very easily digestible if you don't want to think about it. Um, yeah. So I just I love love that quote from a book that doesn't exist. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading a book currently. I've texted you about it some this week. It's called The Three Body Problem. And it's this kind of it's, it's a it's a famous book. It's a big book from China. And I don't I don't want to get into the plot because i honestly don't think i could explain it but there is a lot of like is there value in saving humanity um but it's essentially because it boils down to we are consumers and destroyers like the the thought here um that's what we have become and so is it worth saving is essentially the thought process or the question that i'm at least at in the book currently um and uh so i thought about that as i'm reading this and i'm like oh my god maybe they're all right i you saying that just made me think about um the Andrew Garfield, uh, the never let name? me go. Yes. Oh my yeah. God, man. Yeah. <sighs> but I think, I think both of those, the three body problem and never let me go, which is also, it's a great movie. It actually is a very, very good movie, but the book is also just as good. It's not one where I think one's better than the other. They're both just, one does a really good job of telling that story in a movie. And one does a good job of telling that story in, in a novel. Um, but they're all like in conversation with this moment and this struggle they're having of like, we need to see a different way and not just we, we do need to take care of our life, but we need to do it in a way that is not as everyone else does it. Yeah. That's the key. I think that's one key is that, that the revolution isn't necessarily about total anarchy, right? It's about a new way forward. That's revolution. 
um, and sometimes anarchy will, will get you to that point through because you're necessitates it at the end of whatever the anarchy is. But what they're saying is like we said we're not going to do anything, but that doesn't actually work. You still have to have a life. You still have to feed yourself and clothe yourself and house yourself and and experience beauty and things in the world. And you cannot do that in a cave or in a rocket ship, yeah. a tree rocket ship. Um, so interesting stuff there just in a couple panels, but I really like it. Speak just speaks to the the how well this series is written and how it builds upon its themes throughout, even in little moments. Well, now we're back with the will. <laughs> Two so, pages that take such a drastic turn so incredibly quickly. <laughs> so the essentially, and I'll sum it up so we can just talk about it. Essentially, um, the, the claims people call um, and the repair people call and the person who – or the fox guy uh, has went kind of nutty and was seeing some things and um, they think it might be heroin. They mentioned heroin, which is interesting, um, but some kind of parasite that alters the brain chemistry and tricks the host into joining a new ecosystem. Um, anyway, it, if that you is, Sorry, I, no, that ahead, is such ahead. a unique – like to use the word heroin and then to describe it as like some kind of parasitic organism, but also mm -hmm. to use that description to describe what it is like to be, not that I know, just coming from a family of people with abuse problems. I've seen train spotting, I know. I mean, that is a description of somebody on, like they become part of an ecosystem that they never intended to be a part of. You know, it, it's such a good way to break that down. No, I totally agree. Um, and, and I think that, bye, buddy. Have fun. See you this afternoon. I love you. Have fun. Sorry. Um, not sorry. I said say bye to my kid. He's going to his pool party. Yeah. First pool party. Um, so, um, which I'm not able to go to, so don't feel bad for me, parents, sitting at home podcasting with this guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so no, I totally agree, and I think it also it just makes it this alien thing in this world where you're like, is it actually our heroin or is it some other heroin? Because <laughs> the description could be totally. I just I really like all of that. Um, but what we're starting to see <laughs> as we turn the page is uh, Sophie's got a knife um, and stabs the will in the neck, and he's like, and I love how he's saying he's saying not your fault, right? Yeah, like that's and so he's not your fault. Um, and then the line "perfect gumdrop," which we then see, which is just such a great illustration of like, hey, folks, this is what's been going on. The the stock, half the stock, half Sophie's mom telling her you should stand on uh, the bad man's neck until he stops moving. And I gotta say, this is what I would like to say is that I, the more the stock thing was happening, the more I was like, this is a tricky trope it's you know in in lost it's used in lost with um i think his name is dave it's hurley's friend who talks to him on the yeah. island a lot that's it's used a couple times in different ways but that's a specific instance um and it but it all is explained later on in the show in a way that makes it so it's not like oh just a crazy person seeing such a detailed involved vision that also feels like a third party talking but also feels like it comes from hurley this is and it's a hard tricky thing to make work for me and so far i was like i'm riding this is interesting i'm curious it feels like he's talking to himself but it starts to feel a little bit like he's not especially the daddy thing that's like the that's a little too weird for like the will to think in that 
like way about so like it just doesn't doesn't work um and it's a little odd but now like we're realizing it is actually this other thing that has been influencing him um and that's awesome to me that really makes all of that so much better it's not that he's having a mental break he's having a mental hard time but he is literally hallucinating something and that's better to me i like that better i i I agree um i i kept alluding to the fact that he was going crazy um Mm -hmm. and it's easy to to see it that way like because it's played out like this dude is kind of losing his marbles like he's seeing his ex he's talking to himself he's and and then you get this very m night Shyamalan kind of twist to it that is so so good and like just it's very cinematic i know we talk about that a lot but it's it's so good it's so good Nope, totally agree. Um, so yeah, so love all that. I've, I've really, uh, overall, re- another great issue. I, I don't, I, I, I deeply dread the day where I'm like, this is not a good issue. But, um, but overall, like this was just another another great entry into saga. Uh, but I really like the deepening of of the will story by not 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 even deepening because it's not like oh on three different levels i get it more but it's more like it enriches because it's not about going insane it's about a guy who's grieving and this parasite this heroin this drug um this chemical whatever it is is altering his state and that's that's much more interesting because it's like you can like that struggle is just so different to me and um and also like you can track it better because it's not I make believe mental illness. Um, so I like all that. And I, I like that Marco is uh, coming out of from the shadows of his grief um, to start taking steps forward. And that Alana is is starting to reckon with the idea of she she's a very uh, caring, loving mother, but she's also this tough soldier who can blow up a bridge with civilians on it when necessary. Um, and so what does that mean? for their future as fugitives who need to take care of a life. Like there's some questions coming up here. I'm very into. Um, and so I feel like we just got a little bit, uh, as we do with almost every issue, a few more layers. I feel like the one issue I'm going to be like, that was fine. is going to be an issue where rightfully so they don't add 15 new layers to the dynamic. Cause it's, you don't yeah. have to do that every issue, you know, but it's so good when he, he's so good at it. It's fun to, for it to happen. Yeah. It, it's, um, <laughs> You can tell that he has a plan, like uh, yeah. because there's no there's no exposition dumps, like nothing that's completely just overwhelming. Um, and he does it better than, I, I mean, definitely any comic book writer ever has, because it, it, you can pick up uh, well at least any book pre. Uh, early 2000s and it's just massive exposition dumps there's boxes everywhere just filling you in on all this stuff and he he doesn't need any of that um we just get to see the the layers build and build and build and build and there's also because it's a creator-owned book it's not from one of the big um two that it like they're they're allowed to not have like a major action beat in every issue like there's no big fight scene i know that the will gets attacked um but even then it's not like and sophie felt the 
urge to please her mother and inserted the knife into his neck, like, or, or it's not like Sophie comes at him and he's pushing her away or throwing her away and she's jumping at, like, it's just, it's quick, it happens, it moves forward. And so there's no need to, to sensationalize. It's just, you just keep building and moving. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a page or panel of the issue? Oh, for sure. The, uh, I, I almost spoiled it early, but, uh, the blowing up of the building. That panel is absolutely gorgeous. You know, my as I was reading it, I thought this will be mine as well. That's what I thought it would be. It is a great page. I really like it. I love the scale and the scope and the mushroom cloud coming off the top of it. Um, I love all that. And the color's really good. Um, so I was with you. Um, but actually... Um, as I was reading my favorite panel and I, and I looked through, I always flip through the book as we talk. Um, so looking through again to really, um, say yes, for sure. I think my favorite panel is actually Alana sitting on the rock before she offers the BJ. Um, but <laughs> it's but, a good one too. Um, it, it, it reminds me of, uh, one of my weirdly favorite scenes in one of my favorite movies, <laughs> the brothers bloom, um, mm-hmm. towards the beginning where we see bloom, like sitting outside that building and there's the mural behind him with the dude with the gun up to his head and his, you know, uh-huh. his brother walks out and bangs the door. Like it, it's just, yeah. it reminds me a lot of that. So very melancholy. Yes. And the, and I've talked about this in the past issues, but the haze with the lighthouse and stuff, I really love that effect and how it's rendered in the, in the artwork and the coloring. Um, and so there's like this haze and she's deep in thought and she's like, she's strong, but she's not, assured at the moment she's not positive about herself in this moment um there's so many little things going on in the dynamic of herself um hazel's hazel's little narration there too about her parents never let her uh just let her win at board games and how how she didn't think that they were mean or cruel they were just trying to teach her you know lessons and that the fact that life is mostly learning how to lose um, which is so sad, but also so true. And it's important. I mean, it's something that we do with our, our son. This is, I guess, parent corner for the episode. Um, but like our six-year-old, he's playing sports for the first time, playing soccer. He's practicing. He's not as good as the other kids because we started him late. Honestly, COVID's a big part of that, and us also not knowing where to start, you know. Um, but but he's, so he's a little behind some of the other kids who are in this um, this young age group. And uh, luckily, he's the youngest on the team, and so it's not so he's able to sort of not not feel stigmatized, but he's just not quite as good as everybody else who's played several seasons. And um, so when we practice at home, which he likes to do uh, to get better for the Saturday games. I don't let him win. I don't let him do everything all the time. He gets victories in the persistence and the practice of getting better. Um, and, and it's just a, it's part of it. You have to like, you have to know that. And, and, and I think these guys, this family has a bigger incentive to be like, this world is t- just terribly tough. Like yeah. it's just hard and you need to know that. Um, and I can't blame him for it. And I don't know, just all the thoughtfulness in her pose in the lighting and the haze of the fog. I just really like all that. It's very nice. And, and um, it fills me with feeling. And, and so I like that one. That's, that's, that became my panel of the issue for sure. Yeah. I like it. All right. Let's see. How many issues do we have left until we go on uh, to, the walking dead it looks like three okay yep i was just counting mine yep 
three. I, go, I wait till I get it to a to be continued um, in mind. So yes, OK, um, three. So three more issues, three more weeks, and then we're doing The Walking Dead, um, The Alien, um, and that'll be fun, something different. I haven't read The Walking Dead since maybe season two of The Walking Dead was on television. That's how long it's probably been since I read The Walking Almost Dead. Almost a decade. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. And I was there's a lot of it out at that point. Um, and so maybe I read further than that. I don't know. I don't think I made it. I think I stopped shy of whatever issue 100 was. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I made it past the second or third uh, trade collection. So I got those like big giant copies. Yeah. After, or I got that first one and then I read the other. Anyway, I don't know. But yeah, I read a lot of it and then I stopped and then I, I definitely didn't watch the show past the farm um, and or past like the beginning of the next season. Yeah, uh, the, the farm was awful. And so um, anyway, my point being, I'm going to be coming into this, uh, my first foray into The Walking Dead in ages. Um, so I'll be very ignorant to that. But I'm looking forward to Vaughn working in that that world just to see what he does in any world. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious if it plays with any characters that I'm at all familiar with. Um, or if this mm-hmm. is just like a completely kind of standalone thing. So. I'm hoping for fun. that, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, uh, and then for me, I'm, you know, I'm in the big blue book, the the big edition of Saga. So three issues, and then I'm actually done with my first volume wow. of Saga. Um, and so um, that's that's sort of crazy because we've been doing this for a while and we're so many issues in. Um, but because I'm not doing the smaller collections, it's like I've been in the same blue book with the uh, breastfeeding baby on the front um, <laughs> for for quite some time um and i'm very curious to see like what we get into in the next book because i also wonder how they pick the the book breaks is it just the amount of issues is it just the like what's the deal and what 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 shift could come because he's he's vaughn has been too thoughtful with the way everything has been plotted and laid out that i have to wonder like what what shift is signaled as I change these edition volumes, you know? Yeah. Um, very intrigued. Um, and so anyway, any thoughts on Saga or this uh, issue before we wrap it up? Um, no, I, it's, I, I will say that it's interesting. You talked about like there not being any big, like action heavy beats or it is. And I know I've compared it to a soap opera before. Um, and it is, it's a very, very good one, but it is, interesting to have a book that delivers an issue that really except for that that ending of like aha here's what's really been going on doesn't do a lot of anything to move the plot forward at all yeah it's all all very minor character development including the beginning just like hey you know you love this woman but like she did bad things you know but like also all of what you just said, and this is all flashback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like like all of what you just said, and it's a flashback. Um, so that's it, very wild. Um, I wanted to say really quick um, because I don't think I said it here. I sent them a tweet, um, but they have been nice to to retweet us a few times because they were covering Saga at the time they were retweeting us. Um, and and but the the comic book couples counseling. Um, podcast, really cool podcast. Logan, you listened before I did. Um, I listened to their issue on um, uh, Usagi Yojimbo, and holy cow, made me need to buy a, a 
a book. And so I bought this collected edition, this two volume thing that they say is the first decade of his books. And so these two big hardcover editions and I'm reading that and it is such a delight, but I, I would not have read it had it not been for not just the, the great interview um, they did with, is it Stan Sakai? Is that his name? I believe that's how you say um, it. And so, but with the author, um, and and it's not, the interview was great, and, and I do recommend it, especially they're talking about the new, there's an animated series on Netflix, have you and I talked about that at all, this new animated series? No, I'm excited to watch it, although okay. I'm now also fearful that whatever we're getting, get canceled. all that we're going to get. So Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, they talk about that show. It sounds very interesting. It sounds like I could jump in there at any point because it takes place in a future far from, um, or a few generations removed from the, the novel I'm reading, uh, or excuse me, the books I'm reading. Um, but the thing is they're just really delightful, very enthusiastic about comic books. Um, it's very catching to have people, uh, like what they're talking about. And I don't mind when I actually love it with my podcast, uh, kind of dig into things critically and don't like things. Um, but they're just they're very infectious and i really really like their podcast very thoughtful very smart um so comic book couples podcast uh excuse me comic book couples counseling podcast really really fun show highly recommend it um and i just wanted to thank them again do if they ever do listen for for those retweets um uh, when we were when they were covering saga at the same time uh, as our issues or episodes were coming out um really cool show really cool folks really really nice um and so hats off to them um and uh, I think that's all my catch-up stuff. I meant to do that last week, um, but I forgot to because I'm, you know, tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, n- I need to listen to more issues because they've talked about so many things. So I actually meant to look and see if they had talked about the Vision series. Um, and okay. then I completely forgot because, holy cow, I finished that. And, oh, my God, man, it broke my heart. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I, I, it's it's on my it's on my to do list. It's definitely on my to do list. Um, I feel like I'm now reading more of everything than ever. Um, and it's literally been it's Friday, so it's been seven days since I deleted the Bird app off my phone. Um, and I'm literally about to finish a, my second book, and I've read many issues of Usagi Yojimbo, and I've read this obviously saga for us, but that's always a thing for us. Um, and I'm like reading like magazine articles i've had here to read for a while like i'm reading so much more so i'm 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 gonna get there and i can say that with more confidence than i've been able to say maybe since uh they created a twitter app (laughs) yeah i mean you know goes back to what marco was saying like being a consumer is fine uh being a destroyer i mean i guess it's sometimes okay we don't do enough creating either and that what we're consuming is driving what we're creating and that's exactly what you want. No, absolutely. And I have some, you know, you and I have talked about some mutually creative projects uh, beyond just this podcast, like some, some narrative stuff and hoping to get us and some folks together to kind of start digging back into some of that and and do it. And I feel like uh, it's possible for the first time in a long time. Um, and it's literally just kind of clearing up the noise. So I think, I don't know, maybe weirdly enough, you just saying that made this issue more poignant to this time. And I think both of our lives for different reasons. Yep. 
So very nice. Very great issue. Saga is such a great series. I'm glad we're doing this. Um, and I, I cannot imagine anyone listening has not is not reading it. Um, Jacob. <laughs> well, well, yeah, there you go. Uh, we have one. Jacob, you really should pick it up, man. Um, and, and read you can read it on your phone if you wanted to. No, no shame in that. Um, I wish there was an audio drama. Of Saga? He, yeah, I bet he would be into that. Well, that would be cool. Um Unfortunately, I still want this to remain pure to just the comic book. I don't want them to do anything else, except for more action figures that people will give me for free. <laughs> you know, um, but um, but yeah. So I, such a good series. And if you haven't read it in a while and you're listening to us, I would say go back, reread, read along with us. Like that's we try to be weekly. I'm about to have a month off of work, and I will be able to catch up on some episodes with Logan. So we'll be more consistent going forward. We're going to record uh, every day. <laughs> Again, I think we should take one day and just do like ten episodes. Um, that's my that's my theory. But we I might be seeing you in June, so if you're here, we might have to like be like, okay, you're here for have two or three days, four days, and let's do like two or three episodes a day. Um, yeah. Something like that would be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's such a good series. Very happy to be reading it. Um, I am increasingly frustrated with my decision not to read ahead, but I also think it makes for a better conversation here because I know that I would get slipped up and be like, and then this happens. Can you believe it? And it's like, and then they, four of them die in one issue. And like, it's great. Like, I just know I'll mess that up. And so, um, so I'm going to stick with what I'm doing, but it's such a good series and I'm dreading catching up to the present in the story with Prince robot in that lighthouse. I really am. Um, and and I'm just just not excited for that. But I feel like we're I honestly my theory is big theory is that this volume ends with um catching up with that moment and the next volume picks up in that moment. Like like as what's going to happen. Um so I'm curious to see how the plotting of that lays out. But anyway. Where can people find more of you on the internet, Logan? Uh you guys just did Moon Knight and a little bit of Doctor Strange talk. Is that right? Just recently? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So is that like a show wrap up and spoilers for Strange or just a show wrap up? Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. Both. Um, okay. I, I didn't love the end of Moon Knight. I liked Strange more than I thought I would, but also acknowledge that it's problematic. And at this point, like, I don't know why we even bothered with not spoiling it because a week after the damn movie came out, people wouldn't shut the fuck up about all the spoilers in it. So, yeah, it's funny. I just didn't even get mad. I was just like, Yo, what am I, what, what can I do? What can I do? Um, it's so funny. I, I literally have decided to like not tell anyone my plan to see it because every time I say it out loud, something happens. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, Monday, right? Monday, I was two o'clock. I made a huge plan, like on like Friday, Monday, two o'clock is a perfect time. All this stuff's going to be going on. I'm going to go Monday at two o'clock, and my child gets a stomach virus, a debilitating stomach virus, and is at home sick Monday. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, I think I've poisoned my child with my aspirations. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I understand the drive to go see it, and you absolutely should. Um, to anybody who's on the fence, if everything everywhere all at once is playing near you, go see that instead. It, it is. Well, that's the thing. They they took the show times. That's like, only like in the evening time here. So oh, I was like, God. that was on my list. Yeah. And so um, it comes out uh, in June on um, home video, um, which means it'll probably be available to rent 
any week now. Um, and so I'll probably watch it right away then. Um, yeah, you, you have the it. benefit of the, the projector and the big screen and it, it'll be worth it. Oh, do you, you weren't here. I didn't have the 4k projector yet. Right. Mm, you were here. It, it's nuts. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, I just, I brought, so we had, this is, I guess this is bonus content and then we'll wrap up. Uh, you can find, if you want to be done with us, you can find me on Twitter at film dispenser. It's like a Pez dispenser, but for movies and send me DMS for the show. Y'all aren't doing that. So blech, come on, send me some messages. I'll talk but about you. You just deleted Twitter. <laughs> No, I didn't delete Twitter. I still have my Twitter account. You I, just I, deleted the app. The app. Not, like, I check it on my computer because gotcha. I have a workstation to have my computer. So I check Twitter probably like twice a day now. Um, but it's like – and I'll like tweet something and whatnot. But I, if I get a DM, I'll get – plus it will email me. I'll get an email saying you have right, a DM. Right. So, no, no, I have Twitter, just not the app on my phone anymore, which was the time suck for me. Um, right. And so um, anyway, but yeah, so DM me there. If you have any questions about the show, just try not to spoil it. Please rate and review us on wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate that. That's how more people will find us. And those people might DM us. So if you don't want to hear about me asking you to do that, then get more people to listen to the show by rating and reviewing us and make it five stars. Uh, and if you say really terrible or funny things about us, I will still read them if you give us five stars. And if you give us less than that and say terrible things, I will mock you anything. Yeah, I'll mock you. (laughs) I will shamelessly mock you for mocking me. Um, But anyway, so Logan, I got a 4K projector (laughs) for my birthday and um, my, I guess, uncle-in-law, my my wife's uncle um, and aunt came to visit a couple weeks ago um, and they were here and he he knows about some of this stuff. And so I had him, he wanted to see it. He wanted to kind of like see what the whole setup was. So we came out here, turned off all the lights, um, closed the blinds so that there's no bleeding and light from outside. This is like middle of the day and, uh, and turned on a YouTube video that is a 45 second long YouTube video that is a display video, sort of like it, like Best Buy or something specifically yeah. made for OLED TVs, which is like the new switch is the OLED. It's like the top of the line kind of TV pro like projection you can have. Um, and 45 seconds long and I press play on it and it takes like two seconds to buffer just because it's such high quality and like the internet. Um, so about 40 seconds solid of full you know, 4K OLED projection uh, content, but it's made for TV, not for my projector, which is it's impossible. You can't do OLED projectors. It's not possible. Um, and I'm telling you, man, he almost fell out of his chair. Um, it, the first thing is like a close-up, like a super, super close-up of the tip of a pencil drawing a straight line on a sheet of paper. And it's like all like the paper you can see through where the pencil's not fully marked. Like it's so detailed and the color's so good. But then it has this like wooden cube with all this wood grain over it that's kind of like on its – like on a point like a diamond. And they start pouring multicolored paint over it. And and then at the end it, it reverses the image, so like all of a sudden the paint is coming up off of the thing, and it, it every, and, and when it reverses, everyone goes ooh <laughs> every time. <laughs> it's so nice, and so I've I've got I tested out a few 4K uh, discs. I checked out um, like the helicopter scene from Apocalypse Now to do something a, a little older, um, and then I've looked at. Um, 
the opening scene of Baby Driver, something a little newer, um, and then just all sorts of. There's a million 4K and 8. They call them 8K. I guess they're shot in 8K. You can't really project in 8K. Um, but uh, videos that are like tourism videos, essentially, people get their drones with the high end camera and they fly into like yeah. New York City. And dude, there I was watching one about. I think it was Sweden, and then it cut to like a lake or something where the water was moving, and I was like, my stomach turned. <laughs> um, and so, um, so yeah, it was. It's wild and and really cool. And and honestly, though, the best thing on it is I'm playing this video game, which I also have more time for since I'm not looking at Twitter. Um, called Ghost of Tsushima, um, but it's a samurai game essentially. And uh, I had been playing it on the PlayStation 4 a little bit, um, and on my 1080p projector. Um, and now I upgraded to the PS5 version on the 4K projector, and I'm like, I want to live here forever. <laughs> It's right. so wonderful. Uh, oh, so I can't man. wait for you to get here and play around with it all. And I've got uh, some Star Wars on 4K so we can watch some select Star Wars scenes in 4K to really test it oh, out. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, we got to pick out something really good to watch in 4K. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. And, and it's I've what I've been figuring out now is the <clears> best <throat> stuff is the stuff you already know very well. So then you are like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. this is different. Like, I, I put on Akira Kurosawa's Ran, which is a movie I've seen one time, like, in high school. And I bought the 4K disc ages ago because it was, like, a Steelbook Blu-ray thing, and it was on really good sale. Um, so I didn't get it for the 4K. But everyone says, this is great 4K, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, oh, I'll watch some of this and see what it looks like. But I'm like, it's so it's older, and the film grain is so intense, and you can see all that because of the, um, the 4K. I'm like, I can tell this looks incredible. I don't have a frame of reference for how much better, because that's what a lot of people talk about with it. But then I put in like Baby Driver, and I'm like, you can see the texture on the leather seats in the like on the by his face. <laughs> it is insane. There's one shot, and you can see like his terrible little chin fuzz hairs that are not <laughs> well shaven. And I'm like, what is happening? Why can I see all of this? Um, and so, uh, but Apocalypse Now was definitely one where I was like, oh, holy cow. This is I can tell how different this is from any time I've ever seen it before. Um, so yeah, Star Wars, that's going to be the way to go. Yeah, uh, I bet 4K 3D is insane. So so the 3D projection is only it scales down to 1080. Ah, um, okay. It's something about making 3D work. So I've looked to see because I because I've made sure that my projector has 3D because I have 3D discs and my PS4 will play 3D discs. Um, and so I wanted to make sure I kept that because at some point Ezra's going to like that. And occasionally I'm like, I want to watch 30 minutes. Avatar. Of- <laughs> There's not. A, I don't have a 3D <laughs> copy of that, but I I do think Ezra's going to actually like that. Have you seen the new trailer? Yeah. Yeah, I think Ezra's going to love Avatar. Um, but um. But anyway, no, I do have like, um, what do I have? I have like Pacific Rim and I have Tron Legacy, which whatever anyone thinks of that movie, that is a great 3D movie. Um, and and so a couple other things that are just really cool to look at um, in 3D. And a few of the Marvels, I think I have 3D. Um, but so just for the fun of it, occasionally I like to throw it on. So this does it, but the only ones that do it are uh, 1080. They, they scale down to make it work somehow. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's your that's your projector corner that'll never happen again on this podcast <laughs> if you leave this in. Um, I'm leaving yeah. it in for sure. Perfect. Double it. <laughs> I stole that for another podcast too. Leave it in double. That's blank check with Griffin and David. Give them credit. <laughs> I steal everything from everyone. They should get the credit. Um, 
Mm. Cite your sources. That's what I learned in college. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. <laughs> I, le- I learned that and how much wine is too much wine. <laughs> that's great. I think that's that's it. That's there's there's my my next tattoo. What I learned in college: a list, and it's two <laughs> bullet points. I didn't even oh. learn student debt was bad in, in college. I didn't learn that until after college. Oh, oh my God. The more I read, about, not to drag this on, but the more I read <laughs> from people talking about the debt, the more I'm just like, what the holy fuck? Like, how is this illegal? It's, it's, it should, and it's, you know what it is though, too? It's just too easy. It's just, you click buttons and they're like, he does this and does this. And you're like, all right, cool. Click, click, click. Oh, $5,000. Thank you. That's I how mean, easy it is. You, it would be like going to buy a car that costs, I don't know, $17,000. And you're like, okay, well, we're going to give you a, you know, I don't know, 20 year loan on that 17 grand. And then finding out like what you're actually going to pay back is $80,000. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yep. how? So, how is that legal? I'm not a dumb person. Like, you just, I'm just a kid who had no financial help from my parents and didn't make enough money at the job I was working that would work around my college schedule. I, I mean, I understand people doing it. I, I don't, like, predatory lending is a thing that, like, they made efforts to crack down on. But, like, this is, like, that's predatory lending. <laughs> like, you, you're coming at people who have no means of doing anything, offering them money. And then, like, you know, in, in all the fine print, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're actually going to pay back five or six times what we're giving you. Yep. It's crazy. Um, yep, yep. And if um, you don't, we'll dock your paycheck at a rate that we find to be fair. Right. Also, that's the other part that you don't talk about as much. Like, my, my favorite is, here's something you should look into if you haven't. You should look into the parameters around income-based repayment because it's supposed to be a fair way to decide your payment amount um, and lock you into that so you don't have to pay, in theory, you don't have to pay too much based on your income. Um, But then think it's, you look up that and then you look up, but you also have children. Do you take that into account? Like, do you, like, like, do you take into account cost of living in any way, shape or form? Nope. Nope. So, oh, you make this much, this is how much you'll pay. Oh, I have like three mouths to feed. <laughs> okay, that's not the, a good deal. The government doesn't even go to those kind of extremes for most people that like owe back child support and shit like that. Like, yeah. it, 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 it's insane to me. Like, you know, I, I was never like stomping my feet for the like student debt forgiveness but like the more i read about it the more i was just like like we don't even need like full forgiveness how about you just owe us the fucking money that you borrowed like that's it like no this is full forgiveness i mean i i under i'm i'm okay with that now too but like even if it was just like uh, okay what we're gonna do is eliminate this 300 percent uh fucking rate yeah. <laughs> you're having to pay back like yeah, yeah it, it is insane I, i'm so oh yeah if, if i could very pay back happy. my principal <laughs> then i could do um i could probably pay it back in five years if i could pay back what i actually borrowed yeah i could probably do it in five years but on a nice decent payment for them too 
Yeah. But ugh, anyway, we'll see what happens. I know that lots of uh, stuff in the world. Sorry, things. not to end on a downer, but like no. we're all going to hell. Gas is five damn dollars a gallon. <laughs> so. Everything you you really in this last week turned real doomy. <laughs> I was in Atlanta when gas was like twenty dollars a gallon, buddy, and people were like, and you were also rationed to one or two gallons a pump. So so yeah, so no, it's we'll be okay. It will get uh-huh. there. But, um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> like, if anything else, if nothing else, I should say, we have another issue of Saga to talk about soon. Yeah, I, the world has to last long enough for us to get to the end of Saga. <laughs> like, if things start going down, you're going to find me in my bathroom with the door locked, like, telling my kids to go away trying to finish the Saga. End of this. <laughs> like, uh, so. Oh, man. All right. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to us ramble if you stay along for this ride. And uh, we will talk to you all very soon. Family matter, the casualties after the intergalactic battles this little child slept through. If life is a story.